Hello, welcome to the Mostly Yoga podcast with me, Aaron. That's my name. This is my show. I am the host. Still talking to you, still sitting in my room, talking to myself as always as I record this introduction of this podcast episode. And you would think that I have gotten used to this by now, but I guess it's still a little bit awkward. I don't even know what I'm looking at. I don't have any direct person to talk to. My eyes are just darting around the room trying to pretend like I'm speaking to an audience of a thousand people, but then there's nobody there. I feel a little bit crazy. It's, it's you know, I'm tired. Uh, I've been trying to find an inspiration for how I want to, what I want to say for the introduction of this episode. Uh, so I figured I'd just plug in my mic and just start rambling. And here we are. Uh, so today's episode is a good one. We have Angeline Chia, she's my friend and fellow yoga teacher from Yoga Movement. It's where I used to work, it's where she's working now. And what I liked about today's episode and talking with her was that she's she's a very authentic and insightful person and she's not afraid of showing her vulnerability and and kind of and like I guess these these few these few traits are what made me want to talk to her and what made me want to eventually want to talk to anybody who, who can carry these traits with them for because I don't want to talk to some someone who's annoying and I don't want to talk to someone who's 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 inauthentic or who's not willing to be open on this episode on this podcast um, you know so so I'm glad that she's she was able to share from that space and I'm able to receive all that wisdom and all that um just what she had to hear, uh, what she had to sp- to share, and I really enjoyed talking with her. Um, but we, b- b- <laughs> but before we get into that, this episode is brought to you by BC Flow State. Rediscover the way you move, feel, perform through the use of natural and authentic movements that can help you build strength, regain your mobility, and reconnect yourself with your physical body. For content on mobility, movement, and feats of strength, check out his Instagram at bc underscore flow state just to see what he's up to and uh, look out for any upcoming uh, mobility workshops, uh, classes that he has going on. Uh, also, Bronson, if you're hearing this, sorry to hear about the passing of your dog. May he rest in peace in dog heaven. Uh, next up is something green, something spicy, something local. It's red dot chili peppers. Um, it's a Singapore-based chili making person, which is my friend Steph. She makes these homemade cilantro chilies in a jar. And you, if you like all things spicy and green and good, order yourself a bottle or two or three on her IG or Facebook page at red dot chili peppers. Red dot being the little dot representing Singapore. All the links will be in the description below. And another link that you can also find there will be the link to my coffee page. What's that, you ask? Well, I will tell you. Um, it is a it is the donation page, I guess, that you can choose to support this channel if you like what you hear. Um, you can go to coffee.com slash mostly yoga to show your support. That's KO dash fi.com slash mostly yoga um if you decide to donate thank you very much if you don't it's fine as well everything that you hear is free to listen to and will continue to be free to listen to because i enjoy doing this it's a hobby of mine 
I don't get paid. It's just out of goodwill. If you want to donate to my breakfast fund, and so yes, thank you for listening. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Um, what else? I think that's it. Okay, so um, about the episode that you're about to hear, uh, I I went down to her house to record this episode. So she was nice enough to host, and I think it. When I went down to record it, it was about the afternoon, so it was probably when all the kids came home from school. So at some points, there's a lot of kids、um, just screaming in the background for some reason,、um, and nothing you wouldn't be able to shout out loud. Just like you know, kids being kids, so that's fine. I think there was a playground downstairs as well,、um, and then at at some point there was this weird tapping. It sort of I I didn't hear it when we were recording it, but I think it was just the like the wires. Like the wires, like bumping into the mic for some reason. I don't know. Maybe it was that, but it's also if you hear a tapping noise, ignore it. This is just how it is. My budget setup doesn't have all the mic stands to prevent all these things. What are you gonna do, right? So,、uh, without further ado, let's just dive right into it. Here is the episode with that I did with her. I hope you enjoy it.、Uh, here you go. Oh, hello, Angeline. Hi. Thanks for this Bali tea. I will enjoy it live. Cheers, <laughs> <laughs> cheers, cheers. Cheers. Yeah, I like this cup. So it's very meow meow. It's cute, right? Thanks for inviting me into your home. And I was telling you just now. So on the way here, this is the first time I've taken the LRT. Never taken it before. The only LRTs are in here. Pongo and then the West Radio one, right? Bukit Panjang. Yeah, which I will never go there.、Mm. And then yeah, I was taking the LRT here, and I was admiring the view of Sengkang, which is where we're at. A lot of open spaces. There's a lot of like when I was taking the LRT here, on the right side there was a lot of fields, which is rare. You know what I mean? Yeah. Did you come from the back? Do you know which direction you came from? The I took the West Loop from. So it was the Ching Ching、oh, something. Oh right, so you went. Yeah. You went behind. From the right to the left. Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know, but I look at the sign. It says both, both can go or something, right? Correct.、Yeah. <laughs> but then, like, I was looking at it, and then it was very nice because it is a lot of open space, it's a lot of green, and it's very quiet, and it's different from where it is for me back home, where it's always full of buildings, which most, most of Singapore is like that.、Mm. And I think I've been looking and I've been observing this a little bit more because I was planning to buy a house next year, coming coming soon because I'm getting older. And the Purple Line is one of the places that I wanted to stay in because it's new, it's quiet, it's、mm. it's got open spaces, it's、yeah. all the things that I wanted. We've been living here for seven years. Seven years. Yeah, seven. Long time, yeah, seven years. And it's always been this quiet. Even wow, though I love it,、eh? even though new buildings keep coming up,、mm, the roads are still very quiet. Yeah, I don't, I don't hear. Yeah, you don't hear. I don't hear traffic. Yeah. yeah, planes. Okay, lah. That happens all、yeah. the time. How are your neighbors? Normal. They are mostly around our age. Yeah. So like we moved in together, cause it's a new flat. We moved in together when we got married, and then everyone had. Kids together, yeah, yeah. so my neighbors' kids are also the、they、same age. Together, yeah, they are like almost the same age as daddy. Okay,、mm. okay. So it's quite cute. <sighs> well, I mean, sad to hear that you're you're planning to move soon or so. But I guess closer to the east where we are, 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe hopefully that's not where I'll be in a year's time because I want to be here or somewhere along this mm. line. Um, okay, let's let's <laughs> uh, you know uh, enough about houses. Let's talk about yoga. Uh, so okay, wait before we even continue. Uh, for people who are listening, this is Angeline. She is a yoga teacher at Yoga Movement, and if you remember. We mocked the same time or so. Remember? Yes, we did. Yeah, me, you, me, Shalene. We were doing the first mock at YM with Selena, Mayan. Oh, it was my first mock, but it was like your second or something. Uh, I did many, many mocks. It's like that one. <laughs> it's like that. It was. But um, so how did you start out with yoga? How did you first start out as a practitioner before mm. you moved on to teaching? Let's hear that story. Like I started in twenty twelve, um, YouTube videos. Wow, who do you remember? Tara Styles. Ah, she's still Strala. yeah, she's still doing it, but a little bit of a different direction now. I think with Strala, but uh, it was just short ten minutes video, hmm. and I did it from my bedroom. Uh, why I started? <laughs> a little bit of a there was some issues going on in family ah. Mm. Like with parents, okay. yeah, the usual. But at that that year, it became very difficult for 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 me to process everything. I think I was twenty four. I was twenty four. Mm. So during that time, I felt at some point like I couldn't cope anymore. Like it was so noisy, I had to like close the doors. Not noisy physically, but like just the sight of. Every mm. other part of the house just felt like very loud. I just felt needed very, like, a lot of quiet no time. Space, uh. Yeah, I just felt like I need a lot of quiet time. Mm. So, interestingly, I have no idea. No one around me did yoga, but I just YouTube search yoga, and then the yeah. styles came up. <laughs> yeah, so I think it was yoga for happiness. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, so I just watched it and I tried to kind of memorize the sequence. And then I just did it every day for like I think a month straight. Wow. Okay. One month every night. Okay. Yeah. So that's how I started. Hmm. Is it, and so then, when did you start to go f- for a uh, studio class? Uh, I think it was in the same year, but maybe a few months down the road. How? Okay. Yeah. So I went, but at that time the memberships were all like annual memberships, right. so it was a big commitment. Uh. Yeah. But despite the big commitment, I wasn't very, I wasn't very consistent with my practice. Mm, okay. Yeah, my practice hasn't been consistent all the while. Even up till right now, I would say that my practice is not very consistent. I mean that that that's subjective. Like as long as you're continue, you you're still part of your life in some way. That's consistent yeah. enough, lah. So of the all the things that I'm like, I I have an interest. In I felt that yoga is like just one of those things that stuck around for、mm. so many years, yeah. Okay, uh, do you remember the first place that you went to, and、yeah. how was that experience like? Real yoga.、Uh, it's still there.、Um, yeah, it's still there, and I think that outlet is still there. Did you go、well. with your friends or just by yourself? Uh, I think initially I went with my sister, but then she dropped out、mm. pretty quickly. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if she started with the same reasons as I did, but but she didn't really continue with it like I did lah. But then, 
Yeah, so real yoga, I remember I the teacher I always go back to is an Indian teacher. Yeah. I think he's with Pure now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I actually quite liked it. Like, I don't know if all Indian teachers are the same, but they tend to speak in very simple language. Mm. So, like, just rotate your ankles, change, change direction. Not so, not so piao piao. Yeah, yeah, they don't speak about all the freely, freely, how do you feel kind of stuff. And I like the physical adjustments, mm. like strong adjustments. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, even after I moved here, very, like, maybe just last year, I found a new yoga place at Serangoon. Yeah, which I which I went yoga kalari. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 I've heard so of that. Yeah, it's a small studio. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, the the vibe there is very nice. It's very community ish, yeah. and yeah, it's like one of those classes where people can sit down and then just watch another person like practice that pose oh. first, and then we go turn by turn and turn by turn. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I went there, but again, yeah, I'm not very consistent. Yeah, it's been a uh, it's. My asana practice is just on and off, on and off. Okay. Yeah. But then again, yoga is more than just the asana. So it depends on... Well, yeah, there's so many different... You know, there's asana, there's pranayama, there's, mm. there is your chanting, meditation, some kind of devotion if you have it. You know, yoga mm. comes in different ways. But then you... So then you, you're still a consistent practitioner. <laughs> huh? Technically. 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 Yes. Okay, so that was a long time ago, and then hmm. you just kept going at that time, yeah. class after class, and then you just really liked it, and then what made you want to take the next step? Mm. So, when I took my YTT, it was three years after, like 2015. Right. I'm so, sure a lot, like, I'm sure a lot of people who, let's say, oh, are listening to this, mm. they are at that stage where... Hmm, should I take my TT? You know what I mean? I, and I remember how it was for me when I first thought of like, oh, should I want to take my TT? Let's bring us back to that that that, <laughs> that, that, that time, Angeline. Hmm. So three years after your, your, you first started, yeah. and then you had this like, hmm, uh, what's this teacher training? I feel like doing it. Or, or maybe it was a teacher that you really wanted to follow. Or mm. you just had an intention to teach or something. Did you have an intention to teach? It's complicated. Ooh. <laughs> well, you got time. Yeah, so... Uh, in 2015, there were not that many... TTs, yeah. TTs in Singapore, especially not by boutique studios. Mm. So, I went to Tirisula Yoga. So, I graduated from there. It was an Ashtanga-based uh, yeah, yeah, TT yeah. also. Yeah, so that's where I went. I, I think it took quite a bit of courage. Two, two, three thousand dollars. Uh, I think I could afford it then, but then still it's like time commitment yeah. and it's kind of like a step you take when you decide that, okay, I want change. Like, mm, you know, like, like, I know what you mean. Like, I was in an office job and I just decided that, okay, I think this is the next step I want to take. Like, in terms of job. Mm. So, back of my head, yes, I did Thing that I want to teach but when I got there I got very scared because <laughs> there are so many other practitioners yeah. who who have strong practice lah. Yeah. like when you enter a TT uh, Ashtanga based I think it's very asana driven yeah. yeah and you can see people who are very disciplined and also there are people who just started out lah. Mm. 
So for myself, I would think I belong to the a bit clueless group. Lah. So I went in with my mind open. It was a weekend program. And for some reason, it dragged for a long time. So weekend program, uh, we started in January. I think we only graduated in May. January, March, April, May. Five months? Huh? <laughs> yeah. Why? I think, I think <laughs> there was Chinese New Year and oh. then there's some, yeah, some things happened for weekend, over the weekend. So yeah, the schedule got pushed back. So it was okay, like a okay. five months thing. Yeah, so five months, uh, pretty intense also, even though it's weekend. And we got to know a lot of like friends la. Friends that maybe in a very intensive program you only know for two months, but right. we know each other for five months. So yeah. Some of them like Val. Val was also my batch mate. Oh is it? Yeah, correct. Oh yeah, so I know I I knew mm. that she was from Tulsa, but I didn't I didn't know she was the yeah. same batch mate. Yeah, so okay, twenty fifteen okay. was like quite a few years ago. Right. So that's how I entered my TT. Wow, twenty fifteen. What was I doing when I was twenty fifteen? Ten years ago? Eh? Five years, six years six. ago, six mm. years yeah. yeah. Okay. So at some point during TT, I think we were towards the end of the program, that our teacher also asked, So who here wants to teach? Mm. I was so scared to answer that question. Cause I felt like I want to, but then at that same time I felt like I was at a inconvenient age. I would that's how I thought back then because I was like married for two years so at the back of my head I just kind of thought if I wanted a child like this would be the age that I have to do it Mm. so like how do I decide like my full-time office job stability maternity leave yeah maternity leave and like how how should I say that I want to teach Mm. So, uh, I think the teacher noticed it, like I was struggling. <laughs> so he, he asked, like, why? What happened? Like, why are you in such a, like, why can't you answer it straightforward in a straightforward way? So I think I started to break down. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why it was, uh, why it was so difficult. Like, like just married, having kids. I felt like I didn't have a choice. Yeah. You felt trapped, like you felt like there was no yeah. way. You wanted to do something, but then you couldn't because of circumstances of life. Yeah. And then that just sort of overwhelmed you at that moment. Uh. Yeah. And yeah, I guess at that age, at that time, after being in an office environment for a few long years, like I just wanted change quite mm. badly. Yeah. But in the end, I still like, we still decided to go ahead and like, like have a kid. Were la. you pregnant during that, that time? year so uh we ended tt in may i conceived in december so okay. teddy was born the following year okay, okay. yeah so there was already a plan to have a kid so you knew that this was part of the plan yeah and then, yeah okay okay yeah okay yeah what what did the guy advise you like when you when he asked and then you, like what did he say you mean teacher yeah he said um it's okay, there's no rush. Mm. You want to teach, it doesn't have to be now. Mm. It could be after you have your kid, you can plan. So it made me think as well. Uh, it was liberating because I don't really like to be vulnerable in front of people. I find that it's uh, something that I never really put into practice. Mm. Like being vulnerable and talking about feelings. Mm. 
So he said that and it kind of made sense. Like it also brought to my attention how like sometimes when we want something, we are like a child, we just want it right here, right now. Oof, yeah. If it if it doesn't happen then then we get very frustrated. frustrated yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's how I felt then. And when he said that like there's some truth to it, like, yeah. like like what's the hurry? What are you stressing yourself that's over? True. Yeah. Desire is the root of all suffering, <laughs> and we want it like we want what we want, uh, And if we can't have it now, then we suffer because yeah. we don't have it. And we feel like we have the plan, the timeline. Like when it doesn't follow, you get very like why let it? Why do I have to push back? Mm. Yeah. Well, it's the uh, attachment to that outcome of solo, I guess. And mm. I know what you mean. Mm, let's try. It. it makes sense to me because I feel like I also. It's not a very uncommon thing for most people to feel this way. Like it is, it's a very familiar feeling mm. of, I should be somewhere else by now at this age, or I want this but I can't have it, or it's very common. You know, mm. I, I feel that now with my house. Like it's one year away. I I, I want change. I want to do this. I want to do that. Mm. But I can't. I feel stuck. Ugh. But then you know you need to thinking about it all the time is just more suffering. So you needed to 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 just be content with where you are and then mm-hmm. divine timing oh, right yeah which I guess it worked out in the end so then fast or oh, did anything happen in between from that point till you had a you had Teddy and then when did you start to again take that leap to teach so it was another three years before I actually started to teach at YM. What were you doing? Just working as normal? Uh, yeah, so after I had a kid, I went back to my office job. Mm. What were you doing? After maternity leave, I was at the airport oh, okay. doing leasing, commercial leasing. So there are some departments that deal with the front line, the shop leasing, F&B okay. leasing. I was doing more of the back end. So it's more of like offices and lounge right, leasing. Right. Yeah, so paperwork, operations <laughs> and like, yeah, just okay. moving with the airport projects and all that. Stable, uh, I mean, it sounds like a stable, I mean, yeah, considering actually, now, maybe not so stable. Uh, it was, <laughs> oh yes. Who, who knew, huh? Yeah, it was a job with many prospects, actually. Is it? Like, uh, I was there for nine years in oh. total, you know. It was my first job and I never left. <laughs> Okay. Even though maybe by the end of year two, I just kind of know that, okay, this is not where I want right. to be forever. But I also didn't know where I wanted to move mm. on to. So I, at, in, in the end, I just decided that, okay, I shall stay here and see how far I go until I find something I something want to else, do. Yeah. yeah, something else to do. So did you meet your husband at work? I did. I feel like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it I seems did. like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I met him there. Yeah. At work. Is he still there? He's not. Yeah. yeah. So he also left eventually. He left one year after me. Okay. Mm, so I went back to work. Um. I knew that. Okay. I should leave. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um. I think another. I waited for about half a year. Get my bonus. And then, like, tendered my resignation. Was it expected? It was like every, or was it unexpected? I think people knew really lah. I'm pretty sure my boss won't hear this, but <laughs> <laughs> my ex boss wouldn't hear this. But uh, I don't think he, I don't think he anticipated it mm. because things were going well. I was promoted like 
like once in two years i think it's still quite steady a steady mm. promotion like once in every two years so so why you want to leave such a yeah yeah like you are golden like chicken you, you have golden opportunities yeah. the remuneration is not bad like we have good bonuses because tourism is uh, yeah it has always been well <laughs> <laughs> wink wink uh, yeah but then I mean like it's it, I'm sure it would be a, it would have been a a, a a bit of like a huh why oh, why you wanna leave mm. I'm sure your boss would have asked you your parents would have asked you a lot of your friends would have asked you mm. but then it's 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 also a, it's the yogi thing where where you need to just seek out your truth your truth right a bit yeah. cliche but it's true la. like you tell me already I understand you tell someone else maybe like huh but then then your bonus all this how yeah. or, uh, you know they, they will look at it in a different way yeah but I, I understood la, right I mean we are living an alternative lifestyle and mm. it requires alternative thinking yeah and it requires bravery as well to take that leap eh, into mm. the unknown. So there's always a push factor like with work mm. there or maybe with every corporate job there's always politics but then I think it hit me quite a bit like 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 I knew I didn't want to stay there anymore. It's not like someone's backstabbing you. It's but just like culture. La. Yeah, the culture like how you have to angle every conversation you have mm. with people. Like when you speak to someone you have to think whether there's a Will they take your words for... Yeah. And also, you make friends at work, but when you are promoted, sometimes some of the friends that you think Mm. are your friends, they can just move on very quickly. People whom you travel on holidays with, and they just decide one day that, I don't think I can trust you anymore. (laughs) So they just, like, they don't eat with you anymore you can tell that there's a separation right there. right yeah so it kind of hurt quite a bit right yeah so it it's always lingering at the back of your head for like for me it was a few years lah cause like from promotion into a manager role I don't manage them directly mm. but like they are still in the same yeah, team yeah. so yeah so you know like you see people whom you were once close with and then to do like, this to, to you lah yeah, yeah. It's not even about uh, whether did I really tell on them or not. It's maybe it's like just an insult on character. Like you think that I would do it. Like I don't know. I don't. I don't. I treat friends quite. I'm quite loyal to my friends lah. I don't like speak bad about them. I mean, it's unfortunate that they reacted that way over over nothing essentially. Yeah. But then it could be a lot of factors Like it could, it could be just the way that they learned how to deal with certain things like probably you know or maybe they've been bitten before by friends who got promoted or work colleagues who betrayed them or you know it's just the, the culture la. so it's it's unfortunate that it has mm. to be that way and, and and I can see how that can be upsetting to you you know yeah especially when you have no ill intent mm. so you're gonna like you're you know you're just gonna <laughs> like the yeah yeah Okay. I think my, my voice still shakes when I talk about it. Like, I clearly, like, if I meet them again, I don't know, like, how would I react, mm. how would I speak to them. Like, it's very weird, very awkward situation. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you left that that place. Mm. Right. I'm sure it, it brought you some good... It brought you... It, 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 it served you to the point where it didn't serve you anymore. Mm. Yeah. So then this was when you first... 
you were mocking already while we're working. Is it? Mm, yeah. Eh, no, 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 sorry. You quit no, first and you I, mock? I did, uh, yeah, I quit. So I when you were mocking, it was just, just being a unemployed. stay home. Yeah. <laughs> kind <Sure>. of. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so uh, I left my workplace about when Teddy was a year, almost a year old. And then uh, just one day after I left my job, like Raymond, my husband, he was diagnosed with cancer. The next oh. day. <clears throat> the next day. <laughs> yeah. So he had a like a solemn lymph node. Mm. So the there was an operation to remove the lymph node for testing. So that happened the next day and It had to be immediate, uh. Uh no, actually it dragged on for a few months. That solemn lymph node. Mm. Like we had no idea what was going on. And just so happens yeah, to lymph check. node it's normal for it to swell, like when your body is like Heating going through yeah. inflammation and stuff, but it's not supposed to stay. Okay. For longer than I think two months a uh, two weeks or so. Supposed to go down la. So it didn't And then um, We Saw a GP GP said Okay observe <laughs> So uh, he observed Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After a while He was still quite concerned Because it didn't go down And then We went back in And then he's like Like the GP didn't Say much So I Suggested to him Why don't we see A, spe- a, a s- Or second opinion So we seek a second opinion Who was also a GP But then This GP referred us To an ENT Because he said Since it has been Like a while mm. Like a couple of months already Like you should Visit an ENT So ENT At the office There was also A period of Observation But eventually He suggested A needle biopsy so you stick a needle, they draw pain. some tissues. I think it's pain, yeah. yeah There's no anesthesia or anything. So they draw out some tissues for testing. Right. It was negative. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So negative and then waited again. Then another one or two weeks passed. ENT doctor was like, this is not going down. Uh. It's not going away. So I would suggest that you remove it. Lah. Like right. we can do a full testing. So my it was up to us to decide. Right. So Raymond decided that okay lah, let's do it. So when he removed, uh, the cancerous cells were behind the, the lymph node. That's why the needle biopsy came out negative. They didn't pick it up. Yeah. So it was all the way hey, behind. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So there was a period of waiting because you don't know like what it is exactly, but based on. What the doctor said, he saw it's an irregular shape. It doesn't look good. La. So we had to wait for the, the actual Results. diagnosis. And this, so he's at home already? Or yeah, still, we, were, uh, we, we already came back home. It's like one a day surgery kind of thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. So just a couple of hours okay. and then we came back home. Then, yeah, we had to... So the waiting game, more, like... It's always the scariest when you don't exactly know what's going mm. on. So, like, your brain starts to go give you all the worst case, uh. worst case scenarios. So, he started saying things like, 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 Teddy's just, like, barely a year. Like, what if I don't leave to see him sing his ABCs? Stuff like that. It's heavy, man. <laughs> yeah. But it's, I can't imagine what he would have to yeah. go through. And he still has to be strong for you and him as well. Yeah, so, so, it, I think it was, they worked quite fast. It was a private, uh, it was a private doctor clinic lah. So they do things quite, pretty quickly. So within, I think, a week, a very long week, we finally got the diagnosis. Like we went to the doctor's office a lot of times. We did a lot of scans. So eventually, it was diagnosed stage 3 nose cancer. 
Okay. Yeah, so so we saw the scans and then arranged for his treatments. Lah. So everything happened pretty quickly. So he had to do chemo as well as radio. Oh. Mm. So he went through, I think, three months of chemo. Every three weeks, one cycle. Okay. And then when that was done, then we continued on with radio. I think it was every day. Monday to Friday radiotherapy. What what is that? You stand under right. a machine. Uh, and just... no, they they push you into a. It's like a you use radiation to kind of like target at the cells and just kind, zap, kind of pop, 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 yeah pop, yeah pop, pop, kill yeah. them off lah yeah kill off the cells. So the chemo was to shrink the size of the affected area, so that the radiation doesn't have to go over a huge space and burn all your cells. Chemo is is chemo it's a, a drug in a, a yeah, IV. IV yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So, chemo to shrink and then radio to target. <sighs> Apparently, uh, okay. back then when te- technology wasn't so good, radiation covered a huge area and it's quite mm, damaging to your cells because they don't just burn off the burn bad cells, yeah. they burn the good cells as well. So, yeah. So, for, for him, he went through all of that in five months or Five months of intensive wow. treatment. Five months seems long, but it's also quite lucky, I guess. Yeah. Because like, it's not like you had to go through with it for like years. Eh? Yeah, I guess we were very relieved to hear that it was a treatment for cure. Right. Not to just Suppress, maintain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Interesting. we were very hopeful for a cure. So that's what the plan was. Wow. Yeah, so he's like four years now in... Almost four years after. Yeah. Whew. How yeah. did that experience... Uh, what did it teach you? Uh, what was the takeaway? I guess first thing was... Of course, he is very strong. My husband is very strong to go through all of that. He was very optimistic. Mm. And it kind of helped with his treatment. Because... His symptoms, like the side effects, were not as bad as what most people would go through for nose cancer treatment. Oh, is he, is he, he's, he's 34 young, when he was diagnosed. Hmm. Yeah, so he was quite optimistic. Like He is a like joking, joking kind of person. So he was very optimistic and even though he went through chemo, like usually after one week from that, chemo cycle he's kind of like back to his like usual self he can get out of bed and he can walk around like go downstairs so then we started to treasure the you know the day-to-day like just going to the supermarket that Mm. kind of errands it became very big Mm. yeah so they are very normal things that normal people do but like when he's like just past his treatment he couldn't do those things Mm. like he just had to rest Cause there's always the nausea that sets in, and by right when he goes through his treatment, he's supposed to have a lot of like ounces. Most people would, like on average, lose maybe fifteen kg. I don't know if you met him 15 before. Fifteen is a lot. Yeah, eh? I don't know if you met him before. It's not exactly. He's quite lean, lah. <laughs> yeah. So if he were to lose fifteen kg, it would be like back to yeah. bones. <laughs> yeah. So, but but at the end of his full treatment, he actually gained weight. Oh, wow. Partly it was water retention and partly because he 
he tried to his willpower. He Continue, he didn't want to up. yeah he didn't want to like be put on foot tube and yeah. all that because those are the things that the doctor cautioned us about. Wow. Like if you if no you appetite. feel sick and you cannot ingest anything, then we still need to upkeep your nutrition. Right. You'll have to go on foot tube. That kind of thing uh. So so we tried to keep those things right, in right. check. Yeah, I guess he tried to get up for for Teddy also lah. Mm. Yeah, that was him. I think he was more optimistic than I am. I didn't take everything very well. Mm. Um, if I'm truthful, at some point I felt a bit resentful. Mm. Like this is my point of view as a caretaker, because, right. um, like having a one year old. Now you gotta then, take care of. Correct, because right. because at the beginning we always thought like this is a partnership kind of thing. Like parenting is a partnership thing. Like, like you have your role to oh, play. I have man. my role to play. Play, but then when everything happened, I felt like, like I'm all alone. Right. That's how I felt. So I kind of feel like I was left to do everything, lah. So I guess some some part of me felt very resentful towards the situation. Maybe right. not necessarily him, but the situation. Yeah. So years down the road, even when people ask me, like, do you still want a second kid? Like this will always be at the back of my head, like like some post trauma kind of reaction. I will feel like like what if I'm left alone? Like Teddy is maybe almost five now, mm. still okay. But if I go and have another Newborn, one, yeah. what if I had to go through it again? This time round with two kids, do I want to do it like knowingly? Ah? <sighs> yeah. So I always say uh, no. <laughs> I mean, that's not that's a I I feel like that's a wise choice. Yeah. yeah I mean, um, I mean, there's a lot to unpack at this one. Hmm. Um. Heavy, huh? Heavy, but heavy, but relatable, and very honest. I feel because hmm. this is is as much as it is a happy ending, sort mm-hmm. of. Uh, no, no, not happy ending. It's more of like. It is no happy ending. It's just it's just life. This is just another life story, mm. and we do take things for granted. Like, you know, I feel like I've been taking a lot of things for granted. So, I didn't I didn't have to. I mean, I guess this this fucking ACL <laughs> thing has taught me a a bit. So, mm. uh, when you were saying about how having to stay at home and to 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 to, to care for yourself, it. I think the first week, I was frustrated, so like I couldn't move, or I was very, I was just a burden, law. I was a burden, but I didn't want to be a burden. Mm. So I, like, purposely go and do stuff, mm. and then because it took so long to do stuff because I didn't want to ask for help, then I got like annoyed at myself. Like, hey, why can you move faster? Like, you want like I wanted to to get water. I have to shimmy to the bed, to the corner of the bed, push myself up, reach for my crutches, and uh, bring my cup. And I'm at the first first week. I got two, but yeah. so I need to put my cup in a bag that I hang onto my my crutch. Then I hobble to the kitchen, mm. take my cup, pour the water, and then I can't because it's a full water now. So I have to change. I have to like hold it with one hand, and I gotta hobble back. I gotta mm. go back, take my other crutch, come back. 
you know and, and, and because I, when I do that I'm not going for just one trip I gotta go okay maybe I'll go pee maybe I'll go get some right. snacks or whatever and then then when I come back I gotta okay I gotta turn my fan on I gotta open the window I just gotta do stuff and then it just but I gotta put my cup down first huh? I gotta go to the table put my cup down I go back to the corner take the remote turn on the thing and then go oh it's just small things like that that just took forever and then I was like annoyed that I had to do it by myself why is no one helping me I need help but also I don't want anybody to help me because <laughs> I don't want to be a burden it's it's, it's, a, it's a lot to, to deal with lah, right but but then it's also uh, when you're fine when you can jump and hop around you don't have to think about these things but so if anything I mean this is my karma I have to deal with it but it's it's taught me some lessons yeah so I can't imagine what um, your husband would have gone through and what you would have gone through having been the the caretaker and having been you know you have a kid is like two one year old at a time but then in hindsight I'm sure that it's made you stronger yeah I'm sure it did mm. one thing that frustrated me the most when we were going through all the treatments were people who message you not knowing what to say like it's with good intentions but then they say stuff like stay strong be strong it's annoying huh? For me, I just feel like I don't have a choice. Yeah. Like, stop telling me that I don't want to be strong. Why do I must be? Why must I be strong? Right. Like, yeah, it was irritating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess like they, yeah, for sure they all, uh, is is they're all wishing you well. They hope everything gets well. Yeah. But then, how are you supposed to deal with that? You 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 want to get angry. You want to vent. You want to ooh, someone's having a good time. <laughs> you want to just. Release it somehow, but you can't. You gotta, you gotta power through it. Really. Yeah. There's no time for and you. Just to, get through the day yeah. and then repeat the other day. Like, like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, we dive. Uh, so back to <laughs> this. So then, when did you start mocking? So okay, so you quit your job. Yeah. Next day, uh, diagnosed with the stage Correct. three, and then all that fiasco. After that, five mm. months later, after chemo, he's all good. Yeah. 100% all gone. And then yeah. you started the mock. Yeah. It? So I didn't start mocking immediately. I think I gave myself another two or three months, I think, before I started to send out, like, 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 Wait, were you, uh, Before that, were you practicing at YM or never? No, I wasn't. So oh. at, at that point, I, I didn't, I didn't have a regular studio that I go to. So when I left my job, that was like the plan, like, mm. like, you know, get back into things, get acquainted with like studios and spaces and, and people around studios. And before I started to apply for jobs, like teaching jobs, but then those were, those plans were, they had to shift. So I think I pushed back. Then I started mocking maybe three or four months later. I think I wrote to a few places, lah, not just YM. Mm. And like some some places were they they were nice, they just like I mean, they tell it to your face, like you don't need to wait. Like like I don't think you're suitable. This is before even interviewing or like over email? Uh no, through mocks. Oh, so after yeah, the mock, right? Yeah, through mocks. Okay. Yeah, at at some point there was a place that offered like a apprenticeship kind of thing. E, I mean, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. but then it's also like dodge, 
Like yeah, this kind of thing yeah, is quite dodgy. Yeah. Correct. So there were some alarm bells, lah. Yeah. So there was a few round of rejections, and and then there was also the mocks at YM, and I think I'm just very thankful to Selena because at that point how she did it was we we repeated our mocks. She would give us feedback, right. and then we just take the feedback and try to try work again. on it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, like they, Val told me like to, as a form of encouragement, she told me like. If they are asking you to come back for the mocks, it's, really, it's yeah. a yeah, it's a good. They see potential, lah. Yeah. Ah, uh, correct. Yeah. So she asked me to stay hopeful, lah. Yeah. But then I was getting very discouraged, cause when I when you are looking for jobs, you tend to look at their website and their teachers, and then everyone had like stories about how they, uh, have been practicing for. Three years, five years, seven years. So you read stuff like that, and you reflect on your own practicing journey and then uh, and then I will think like you know I could have a very consistent practice if I was disciplined enough if I was like committed enough so I guess that's when you try to find fault with yourself for for not landing a job I think that applies in any <laughs> any aspect of life like, yeah. oh, I wish I, I didn't I study more yeah. when I was in school <laughs> then I can get a better job or I wish I did yeah. more push-ups or something and then I'll be <laughs> more stronger Correct. Yeah. So, so, yeah, like many other people, I just felt like maybe I'm not qualified to be a teacher because I don't have a consistent practice and I'm not that strong. There that are definitely people who are stronger, more flexible, or maybe they are more eloquent. And, yeah. I guess that was just also your your limited understanding of what it meant to be a yoga teacher. At that then, point in time. At that point, it's like, oh, mm. I needed to be able to do the handstand or the whatever. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, kind of midway while I was mocking, it took me... So, I said April. April was when I started mocking with Selena, I think. And I started teaching at YM in September. So, can you imagine how many rounds of mock I did? Wow. <laughs> I think... I think it was close to six to eight, you know. That's, I cannot remember the actual number. That's actually normal eh, really? at YM. I mean, uh, three is lucky, right? Really? Three mocks. And three mocks is like, you've taught before already. Then you mock, okay, first first class type, okay, good. Second class type, okay, good. Third class type, just to check, okay, can, then then go. The Otherwise, it's like average five, I think. <laughs> you know, I, I know some teachers who taught like, mocked like 10 times. Oh. Yeah, so it's it's normal. It's normal. Mm. Somewhere if you're new, new, you know, yeah. and then you this is your first experience in a studio setting, yeah. and it's good that YM is like the the way that they hire the the mocking phase, right? Mm. The audition is like anybody can just try. You mm. mock, and then if it's a no, then it's a no. But they will still give you feedback, and then it's just try a few rounds. So because mm. it's also if you think about it, a bit like. Um, you mock one time then pass already uh. that's a bit like it like, cannot be what you need to really <laughs> that's true yeah you need to at least two three times right so mm. so let, let's just run its course and then mm. like you just the more you go the more confident you'll be or the or the more you start to reflect on what you need to improve law. Mm. and Vera, Selena Amy, Mayan they all give you good feedback when mm. I was there when you were there you know <laughs> and I guess that's where my timeline and you and my timeline kind meet where I met you on my first mock your second mock I think mm. Probably. And then that yeah. was when I what was I doing? I, I also just graduated, just finished my thing. Mm. And then I want and I've been practicing at YM for a long time, so I knew everybody there. Mm. 
and then uh, I think Janice was there so Janice was practicing mm. and and then I mocked and then I forgot I, I ended early mm. like my mock was like supposed to be 20 minutes right then I, I like 15 minutes that bell haven't ring yet so then I finished my sequence and I don't know what to do so I did some B but I did some B on both sides warrior one on one side okay. I didn't do on left side Maybe I don't know even know no, I don't. Yeah. Then, then I did it. Then like, okay, uh, this is this is weird. Like, I mean, not weird. Like, like you know, you pay lah, right? <laughs> then after, just see how the people mock, blah blah. Then they give you feedback. Okay, take it. Then, then I left. But then I went to the other place. I went to somewhere else. So I was go- I didn't. I didn't come back. What? Mm, yes. But then you kept going. It was like once a, once every two weeks you go back or what? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And what was the what, what, what did you did you like get more confident with each mo- like towards the end I was actually getting quite disheartened like okay. I, I guess it was a like pretty just low like I just came out of yeah. a low point in my life right, right. and like I just kept thinking like oh my you know like after everything that happened like my plans were pushed back and I just felt like I was at a disadvantage right. because I didn't get to do this, I didn't get to do that. That's why I'm not like like I'm not up to my own standard also. Mm. So um uh, at in the middle, maybe we'll get to this more later. At somewhere along the way in the middle of my mocks, I did something called a intuition reading. Ooh. A channeling Wait, a this channeling was session. Your, this was this was in between your mock, uh, not not the recent one, uh. Because no, that's, so, that's definitely something I want to talk about. Yeah, but okay, so we put up. Okay, it's let's the just same person. It's yeah. with the same person. So you, yeah. so you went to that person to get a reading, and then the, and then fast forward, and you went to take your own. Correct. Okay, okay. So I understand that, but for yeah. the sake of like the people listening, let's 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 go into detail a little bit more. Okay, so halfway in between your mocks, you went to see this person, mm. and she is a intuition reader. She, I, I. I think she calls herself a holistic practitioner, a holistic healer, like in all forms. So maybe we'll just call her by a name, yeah, Desiree. Yeah, yeah. 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 so okay. she she does channeling, she does regression therapy, even things like hypnotherapy, um, past life, right. inner child bonding, that kind of stuff. And you Sound were healing. aware of, you were, you understood these things back then or was this some, like how did you it find out about It was something I was very curious about because I did a singing bowl workshop that was held at her place because she has a, like a big living like a room. a home studio thing. Something like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's an idea. I want to make a home studio. <laughs> Yeah, so she has that space and that singing bowl workshop was held at her place. It right. wasn't conducted by her. Okay. But, uh, so that's where I came to know the name of her website, Float Your Boat Therapy. So I, I have no idea why I just keep going back to her website to like read up on the stuff that she offers, the services mm. that she offers. And I've always been very curious about it. So it also took some courage like to, to try out this kind of stuff in open <laughs> close inverted commas uh, it's not things that you would Normally reach out do to do like, daily yeah. yeah so she calls it channeling back then so like channeling what Ooh. right <laughs> like what but then in her website there were some guidelines on like the type of questions you can ask so I just reached out to her 
without anything specific, I just wrote to her asking, do you have anyone that writes to you or approach you without any clear question in mind? So she gave me some guiding question, like, 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 why are you approaching me? Like, what issue do you think you're facing in life? That kind of guiding question. Lah. So that brought us to arrange and schedule a session. We did it over Skype, actually. So at that point, she was overseas. So it was a Skype, like a video conference kind of session. It lasted one and a half close to two hours and I think the main theme that I was asking about was self-acceptance. Like I realized that I was always walking in the shoes of like other people. Like other people's, what I think is what success looks like. Mm. Like maybe from a young age, I was following my sister. Like she enrolled into a certain course. I would also follow the certain path. And then I always felt like an invisible, own, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, like an invisible pressure to to go through the same like mold as other people, go through the same phase, and partly also because like you don't want other people to look at you and like why are you walking down this path? I didn't really like to explain myself right. growing up. I didn't like to explain my choices. So I guess. Everything added together kind of brought me to that point where I feel like, like, like what's stopping me? Like, why I cannot be confident in the path I want to walk? Because of those breaks in my yoga practice or maybe even with the failed mocks, I felt like, like, dejected. Like, I felt like I wanted to give up. Like, maybe I shouldn't walk this path, you know? Like, like maybe I should just stick to one. Hmm. Yeah, so that um, that session was very impactful. I felt like maybe a lot of things that I didn't know I was carrying, like a lot of the burden, mm. I didn't even feel, I didn't even know that they were so heavy. Until the end of that session, she actually pointed out to me, like, do you even notice that your voice is different? Start of session and now it's mm. different. It's a lot more lighthearted and... and Actually, I did feel that way as well. I felt like like someone like look at your soul and like just recognize it. So that was how that session was for me. Like, mm. like maybe you think you know yourself, but it's a different story when someone can see you for who you truly are, mm. and it's very empowering. So the the session felt very empowering, and and yeah. Like, if I were to talk about the details of the whole session, it would take forever. But it kind of reminded me of, like, who I really am. Like, besides, like, apart from all the conditioning that, that, that I went through, maybe growing up, or based on the people I know, the experiences that I've been through. Yeah, so it kind of, like, I felt like I was given a soul hug. <laughs> that kind of feeling. So I felt from then on, I felt like I was able to stand my ground a lot more. And and I guess it kind of all changed. My, my journey kind of changed from then on. Like I had a brighter outlook. Yeah, 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 a brighter perspective. So if that was the lowest point, after that session, I did feel like, like you know, everything has been going very smoothly since then. 
smoothly not that I didn't face obstacles but smoothly in that I started to realize that actually everything is meant happening yeah it's like like mm. yeah everything is meant to be and it's interesting and huh? the things you went through are there for a reason lah. you know I've been I've been I've, this is an interesting theme um, if I were to explore a little bit more about how like certain things that happen that is misfortune that we think that it's like well, why did this happen to me mm turns out to be the I wouldn't say the best thing that could have happened but it was it was like a it's always a lesson I feel like everything that happens to you is always there to teach you something and and it's and it's stuff like like it's not like karma where you do bad things then oh something bad happens to you oh okay lor, like I, you you steal things you go to jail then you you don't you don't, you don't be like Oh, why am I in jail? Because you did you you. This is a consequence, what? Yeah. But it's like if you live a, a, a law-abiding, good, you're nice to people, and then still, mm. something happens to you, then you'll be a bit like, why ah? Uh, like, did, what did I do? Or you start to blame. Is it something I did? Is it some? What? Why is it? Why is the world picking on me or mm. whatever? And I like say for my jujitsu journey. I I I I I've been trying to just keep keep a consistent practice I quit YM to, to dedicate that time to go overseas and train and then COVID happened mm. when COVID happened I came back and then the, every gym was closed when the gyms finally opened I went to go trial at one and then I fucking tore my ACL so then like all these challenges are just am I meant to continue this path am I supposed to do this mm. but then deep down so I do feel this this longing to continue this thing you know it doesn't have a a, a purpose it's not going to get me rich I'm not going to be famous from it mm. if anything I might get more hurt in the future but then I still feel like I need to do it mm. so then but then there was a point where I questioned like hey, how many times you know and it doesn't and it, especially with an injury like have you not learned this is, is the injury not enough for you to stop mm. uh yeah, and and when I and in hindsight, when I look back on all these things, and I'm sure in hindsight, when you look back on your things as well, nothing could have stopped it from happening. Like your, you know, your husband having that 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 cancer yeah. is he wasn't smoking every day or drinking every night. It yeah. just suddenly happened. Yeah, I I also I wasn't trying to prove anything. It just wrong place, wrong time. Pop. So then. It because it was not something that you purposely did mm. then this felt like it was meant for you like whatever you did you go one big round it will still come back for you because this was meant for you already so mm. if it was meant for you then what what was the reason for it so then I was thinking oh, okay what is this for what is this trying to teach me is this so then maybe I, I, I thought a life say for this was to to heal physically emotionally and I feel my um, uh, the healing happening mm-hmm. and then for you maybe it was just to, to, to find strength or to, to give you courage to then take the next step to, to do whatever that was gonna happen next you know yeah so we I mean it's always in hindsight it's always twenty twenty. I mean we look back on it it's always like oh okay oh now I know why this happened <laughs> but then at the time when it is happening you think like it's the lowest point no? hmm yeah hmm interesting so, uh, back onto the so. 
after the how did you feel when you first got uh, when you when they said like okay uh, I think Ken you're hired when can you start you know really that was like, I think the first thing I told Selena over the phone really <laughs> yeah so what was the first thing yeah so we just started teaching like one week later yeah I think it's quite fast yeah it was quite fast they start they start you slow six five I think it was just two for the first week and then four I started as a part-timer but they know of my intention yeah. to convert to a full-timer eventually but yeah so we we added the classes slowly, on slowly, quite yeah, slowly yeah. Mm. I guess teaching is one of those things that you mm, cannot improve until you start yeah yeah so <laughs> stranger is a strange um, vocation strange yeah. job yeah. like there's no studying beforehand I mean you can but then it's also like how do you prepare for the things that are gonna happen you know yeah I mean up till today sometimes I still like get stomach ache before class because yeah. I get anxious about the idea of teaching but when you are like just in front of the class then you just you just do it you just do it yeah. yeah but it's the leading up that's always very very yep. anxious yeah, I feel very anxious all the time. I'm always trying to ground, trying to read my book, trying to remember everything. But then when I go in, and even though I'm nervous, and even mm. though like this, 40 eyes looking at you, you sort of just have to go. Yeah. You have to go with you. Yeah. I guess I'm kind of thankful that I've never had a class where I like totally forgot or didn't know what I was doing. Like, even though I forget, I kind of still can pick yeah. up the pace and continue where we left off. And Maybe that kind of thing happens when you're still new, but then I'm sure now can can pull something out. Right? Yeah, either that or I, I take it a little bit more lightheartedly. Like, if yeah. I really do forget something, then I'll just call it out. Like, yeah, like, I'll just say, I think we forgot <laughs> something on the other side. Like, like, chances are some maybe someone remembers. Sometimes I even ask, anyone remembers what we did on the first side? <laughs> yeah, so sometimes along the way I remember my yeah. sequence. But if not, then I'll just try to pick up where we left off. Lor. Like, whatever I remember of the first side, then I just try to continue. Lor. But it doesn't, it doesn't affect, affect me. You as much, yeah. yeah, like, uh, yeah. end of class, I won't feel like, oh, that was a shitty class. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I will feel that way still, but then I also don't let it get to me because I understand that it's just some classes are good, some classes are bad, and sometimes mm. the, the quote-unquote bad classes that you teach mm. are just bad to you. Like, to the practitioner, it's fine. It was, yeah. There was nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Uh, 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 something that Lee told me or she shared with me before is about how um, when you when you go for... When you teach a class as a yoga teacher it is that one hour is like your entire day mm. but then for the practitioner that one class is just one hour of her day mm. so or his day so then when you teach a bad class you think about it oh man you carry it with you the whole week maybe mm. but then for the the practitioner oh the guy forgot his left side yeah. okay and then he goes back to work like it doesn't even bother <laughs> him anymore but but you see the difference in like the like how the as yoga teachers yeah the weight of it that we 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 burden ourselves with sometimes and once you're aware of that and you realize how silly it is sometimes mm. you just learn to not take yourself so seriously and learn to laugh at about it yeah you'll be fine yeah. <sighs> <laughs> um 
what? Um, let's let's go back to the um, the the intuitive reading thing. Hmm. Uh, a year ago, you decided to take the maybe two years ago, I think maybe a year and a half ago, you decided to take the course, right? Yes. Uh, what led you to to do it? So immediately after that first reading, I was just telling Desiree, like, I wish I can ask a question every day. <laughs> uh, ask, ask your own self, right? Yeah, so she, so she told me, um, you should learn to do it for yourself. Um, yeah, so I considered it, and at that point, her program wasn't as extensive as it, was, as it is now. She had a program, but it was just like a two days kind of thing. Mm. Like, like do a channeling for yourself that kind of thing back then it was called Akashic Records ah, yeah like tuning to right. your reading but was it assessing. really Akashic Records um, or it's different right it seems different well I, I don't know if it's like a terminology kind of thing mm-hmm. but then um, now she just doesn't want people to feel like you are channeling or tapping into a external source right. a, a entity mm. that is apart that's from a you separate from you dangerous thing like you know if yeah, you're superstitious because mm, to her uh, it doesn't feel that way and when we learn in this course that's why it's renamed as intuition as yeah. well because what you're tapping into is probably just your higher self it's not like the future. Yeah. It's not like the devil telling you yeah. what's happening. It's yeah. just like you feel feel. Um, and I've had a lot of people ask me, how do you do it? Like, <laughs> what, who, who, what, how? <laughs> yeah, so a lot of those questions that came up. So, yeah, so... Yeah, so it, how do you do it? Who? That, yeah, so it was something that's very interesting. What? So, like, if I had the spare cash, I would definitely, like, want to do it. So, eventually I did, la, hmm. like, sign up for her so, program uh, how does it work like what's the curriculum like I mean um, I'm genuinely interested there uh, we 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 kind of I think she'll be interested to she do moved it fully online she moved it fully online yeah, but we we do okay. it like a like a what do you call it like like zoom like mm, zoom okay yeah so she moved it online and it was a smart move actually because happened, last year yeah. COVID happened and like everything would have been affected like, if it's not an online platform okay. right and it didn't really diminish any of the quality effectiveness or, yeah. Yeah, or quality of okay. the, the course the program how long is it like a week uh, I think I think it was was it three months or half a year I totally lost year. track but we only like have class every maybe one weekend per month because huh. in between we had homework. practice yeah we had homework to do okay yeah correct so how many people joined signed up um, your batchmate I think there were five or six of us very small numbers okay hmm. so from the first session onwards like maybe just one of us didn't manage to really do it but by the end of that first session, like all of us were able to like tune into and tune into channel something, like mm. some imagery or something. Something something. Okay, okay. Yeah. All the same subjective. Like how would you know whether you are tapping like what how can you feel whether you're tapping into something genuine or just 
uh, I close my eyes, I think of a car, and then the car is just driving down the road. Like, well, how do you know it's just gibberish versus so something? So that's where the practice part comes in, because the more you practice, and especially if you becomes. do it with other people, you get feedback. And it's more of a confidence in your own... Um, what's the word? Confidence in your own intuition. Like what mm. you are... Have you always been an intuitive person in general? Mm, like, do you trust maybe it's instincts? not something... Oh, uh, yes, I think mm-hmm. so. Uh, although I don't know where to attribute it to in the just, past. Yeah, like, it, it's, it's just intuition or the power of intuition. Yeah, probably, yes. It's, a, it's an actual sense. Eh? Like scientifically, people can sense like danger. They can, yeah, yeah, they can sense mm. like hey, this person a bit dodgy or like mm. maybe I, I should have just done this instead of that. Mm. Yeah. I guess I wasn't in a place of trust last time. Like, I don't even trust myself. Right. What you want to talk about trusting like, others? Or, yeah. 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 So, yeah, lo. so I guess all of that happened after everything else. It's an appropriate timeline. La. Like, like, you know, after, mm. after... Divine timing. Yeah. So, if all these happened earlier, I would have just maybe passed it off. Right. But because it happened at the timing that it did, so I was in a better place and I was ready to yeah, receive. receive, yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> I guess that makes all the difference. And it does. Yeah, so the first homework that we ever got for this course is to do 10 readings for yourself every day. <laughs> so we had to journal down whatever we, we channeled whatever images that you see, even if you see Mickey Mouse, you have to write it down. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so that's what we did. And slowly from there, you gain fluency in translating what you see into words. Interesting. Yeah, so she, she, she I guess she kind of created her program in a, in a structured way so that you, she, so that you go through the, the some progression the, yeah cause you need to be fluent first before you even say whether oh, you trust it or you don't trust it right cause you can close your eyes you might see something but then something might be blocking you from saying it out loud you know like okay. like like if I see if I do a reading for you I see Mickey Mouse what if I started to doubt my intuition and then I see, okay maybe this is wrong image maybe I shouldn't tell Aaron that I saw Mickey Mouse in case he feels like like what the hell are you right. talking about Mickey Mouse in my reading so there's a lot this kind of thoughts comes up because of your own issues right because you are afraid that other people don't trust you maybe other people find you not trustworthy these are the true issues that are stopping you from uh, bringing forward your whatever you are intuition what your intuition is for so these, you see all your blockers. So part of this course is also about working on yourself. It's a self-development course rather than a intuition course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Because, the, the, I mean, as intrinsic as all this sounds, the, the, the methods to obtain a skill like that requires the same thing like trust in yourself or, mm. or, or confidence or being able to be aware and all these these subtle skills translate to bigger skills in your actual everyday life. Mm. You need confidence when you go to work. You need intuition and, and like being able to make decisions and all these things which are soft skills but then they can still be applied in the 
the corporate world, let's say. You mm. know? So even though this is something very woo, it's still practical, I feel. Mm. And it, it is a form of self-development. Yeah. Which I feel like... I mean, there's nothing like... It, to be able to have the skill and to just sense... Let's say you do your own reading. Like, uh, I'm in a predicament now in my life. Mm. I just close my eyes and just do a reading for myself. I feel better now because I'm able to to trust my intuition and tap into that and to see whether I'm on the right track or, or mm. whether my reading can help me make a decision moving forward. Mm. So then that's empowering and, and it's something that I'm interested in because when you... I, I, heard, I heard that you could do this from Ray, I think, the first time when, when, when she told me about it mm. a long time ago. Then I reached out to you like, hey... Hey, do do me, eh? you know. I think, you, and you did. I think you did like me and or whoever yeah. as well. Mm. And then when you, then we, then we were, we went, we were at SERP upstairs, and then you did one for me, and it was very interesting. It wasn't, it wasn't creepy. It wasn't like um strange, and it was very nice. It was just conversation. It was a conversation where you just like we were sitting down. I had my eyes closed. I wanted to just meditate for a bit, and then you just whatever you took from the air and then you interpreted what you saw Hmm. or or what you envisioned and the vision wasn't um, it wasn't like like no ling one Hmm. it wasn't just like oh I see a cat and then uh, or what does a cat mean you know it it doesn't like it's not open ended it's more of like you painted the picture like I, you draw one line then draw the other line and then slowly slowly the picture is formed Hmm. and then when I look at that picture it's up to me to interpret it and then you can always find something to interpret you know yeah so I really enjoyed it that time it was a story about a camel and then the three wise men or something like right, that right. and this was during the time when I was thinking of whether I wanted to stay or, or go overseas yeah yeah hmm <laughs> did you record the session previous no, no? Oh. I, I didn't but did I I don't know eh? I don't think so hmm. but there was one that you did over the phone that one oh. was recorded. Did I do another one? Yeah, I think you did two for me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, first one was the camel one mm. at the studio. Second one was something else, an audio one, which I can't remember what oh, it was anymore. I but, see. But I'm, I'm sure there's the audio file. La. I see. Hmm. And then, then the tarot card reading thing that you did recently. So mm. uh, all these, um, something that you sort of like, you know, once you, once you, once you learn about intuitive reading, then you start to learn about tarot card reading and, and so on. Yeah, I kind of feel like the lines are kind of blurred. Like, these are all, like, energy. They are right. all about energy. And I, I also did a Reiki course before. What is, it, uh. what is Reiki? Uh? It's healing, physically healing, um, is it? Reiki is talking about channeling energy. To he- make something... To well, you can think of it like an inert energy. So there's no positive or negative energy. It is simply just that, just energy. Okay. Like it could be towards plants, pets, people, a situation or outcome. So after that happened before intuition reading mm. So after I started this intuition course, I, I kind of realized that they're all the same things. You know, like they're all. It's just where you place your attention on. So that's kind of how I would summarize Reiki now. I mean, not to offend anyone who takes Reiki very seriously, but I I do feel like 
your energy goes to where you place your attention, right? So sometimes I also say in a, a yoga class, if you close your eyes and you place your attention on like maybe your 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 upper back, you can feel yourself breathing a bit better into mm. your upper back. So it's that kind of channeling the energy. Okay. So that's what Reiki means for me at this point in my life. Like, like if I say I'm sending Reiki to my plants or like into the water that I water my plants with, it's simply just mean that I want my plant to be well. Like this water, I hope it nourishes the plant, and then, and then yeah, hopefully the plant grows up into something pretty. So basically, just sending good vibes, good intentions. Yeah, huh? but but hmm. during Reiki course, they did. The teacher did caution us about uh, sending our own thoughts or intention into whatever we are channeling Reiki towards because we don't want to drain ourselves. We mm. should always think that Reiki is inert. Like something you're, you're just, that's just passing through you. Like you're just a conduit that is receiving and road. then passing it through. So it should you not drain you. Hmm? Where, do you, where do you receive it from? The like world? A, yeah, like a universal energy kind of thing. Because it's <sighs> just prana. in me. Yeah, so it's like maybe something like just you are funneling into yourself and then passing it through. Okay. So, do you yeah. Do you believe in it? Do you know when you water your plants and you, you pour the water and you say like, I wish you well, I hope you grow up nice and strong and then... So the- nowadays, even if I do it, I wouldn't like just label it as Reiki. I just feel like it's a energy yeah, thing. Yeah. Like I won't, I won't feel yeah, like I it's, say it's like, Reiki. So yeah, it's just I good intentions. You don't or- need to go through a Reiki course to do it. That's what I feel now. I believe in this. I believe in this. Um, setting your intentions and be- because like people. It it's hard to measure these things. It's like okay, I put in ten good intentions, mm. so then it will grow more. Mm. But you because you can't measure it in that way, you mm. can't see the results of it. But I think there is some kind of healing energy where, let's say, you send good intentions to someone. I hope you work out. I hope this finds a way for you to. I hope you. I hope you do well. Mm. Right. And I send that love to you and I find peace through that giving. And then that person, if he does reach, if it does reach him, he feels that, that love and then there is healing for him as well. Mm. And then all this, of course, you can't measure it. You can't measure love. Mm. I give you more love, so you must give me this amount of love. So yeah. it is, it's immeasurable. But, mm. but just holding someone in your thoughts or having... or. Even you knowing that you are in somebody else's thoughts, yeah. you are kind of already like sharing that the bond, right? That, the, yeah. that unspoken yeah. bond, and there are times when, like you know, you you think of your husband, and then after he thanks you, that kind of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's something in the air. Yeah. So that's kind of one of the analogy that was given when we were going through the intuition course as well. Like how, like, like why do I know what's happening in Aaron's life, mm. so that I can. Like, like, how did my message become so relevant for him, for example? So, they kind of... It's an energy I came up with. Like, if you imagine... If you think of your blood... I think I mentioned it a few times. If you think of your blood, you think of it as a collective. Like, my blood. 
you don't think of it as uh, the red blood cells, the white blood cells, the platelets and stuff. You just collectively call it your blood. So it's the same as us humans. We are maybe just collectively a lot of cells, a lot of molecules. And like, and this world is also molecules yeah. and cells. And maybe we are all just the same thing. That's why we are like kind of in this web. And we are kind of connected. And whatever you're thinking of, you're putting energy out into this web. And me, on the other hand, is also connected. So if I set an intention to to receive a message for you, I'm kind of tapping into that network, that same network. And, and what we receive through our intuition is basically whatever is meant for you. Yeah. 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 But I mean, there were times that I doubt myself also during the reading, especially like those that I did for you. And even right now, like I feel like I'm still a student, like I'm still learning. I don't know if anyone is ever perfect at some skills, but there will definitely be times where I feel like this is bullshit. <laughs> don't know what I'm talking about. Especially that's why it's so important to stay grounded. Yeah. If if my energy don't feel right for that day, then I probably shouldn't be like receiving any messages right. for anyone. La. That's true. Yeah. It's about that balance of solo, I guess. Because yeah. I guess like, like I trust you. Like if you were to, to read something for me, I trust that that was what you saw in that mm. vision at that time. Versus someone who who's like really into it, it's like you know dreadlocks, mala beats, and like <laughs> topless wearing wearing no shoes, and then they come and they tell me something. Mm. I might be a bit suspicious of like, is this really? Is this a? Is this an identity? Like what? Like you know? Is this real? Mm. Because are you just buying into that whole idea of it? Mm. You know. So so. Yeah, it's interesting to, to, to see this kind of, to hear about this kind of thing in mm. today's world. Yeah. And I'm interested to take, to, to learn more about it. I might, I might, I might explore this a little bit more. Mm. Do you think um, Desiree is someone who's open to, to talk on the potty? Ooh. Ooh someone? Interesting. I mean, I don't know her. Maybe. I don't know her at all, but I but can, it's good I can to, ask her. Yeah, when this is out then she hears it, then she, at least she knows who am I and how this thing right. works. Set it up. I'll tell her, Desiree, I mentioned you on a podcast. Hey. <laughs> Shout out to Desiree. Yes. Um, so you were asking about tarot cards. Yes. Like, like, is it something that you will eventually venture into? Uh, she did bring out tarot cards before. And how we learn is that it's kind of like an extension. It's like a, like a tool, an additional tool. And what we learn in intuition... It's basically what tarot card readers do with their tarot card. Just mm. that they have this external tool that they can see and other people can see. You yeah, know, yeah, so, yeah. It's so like, a, yeah, it's it's like you can do it without the cards. Okay. It's just a more, like there's a visual of a man yeah. or, or, or something on, yeah. that, on that card that can give you, that it's more relatable maybe. Yeah. <sighs> but it has that external factor la, tarot right. card. So it's a bit like, like why did the why is the cut giving me a relevant message so to some people that's why there are people who feel that their cut is also a bit woo woo lah right it's like like what 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 power does this deck of cut have right right so yeah it's 
Okay. Maybe they're all energy. Lah. What made you choose that card? Uh, yeah. That kind of thing. So strange. When and you, so I mean, interesting. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> interesting. And then when we look back on on like our lives and how certain things... Yeah, like if we believe in the concept of this energy, then there is a constant flow. There's a constant exchange of energy. And there's that energy that's leading you to uh, uh, a place that's mm. meant for you. Is it destiny? Is it fate? Maybe it's destiny. Like, uh, I, don't, I don't know whether I mentioned this before in the podcast, but I, I defined destiny as something that is meant for you. Like, like if you're destined to be a yoga teacher, mm. whatever happens, you, you, no matter how much you turn away from it, it will, it's your destiny. I believe in that. Yeah, but then for fate, it's like, Wait, wait, what's the difference? <laughs> Fate, destiny. Oh, oh no, I, I think it's like, okay, they're both the same hmm. to me. So like, but you can always keep physically avoiding your 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 fate, your destiny. You can keep de- denying it. Like if, let's say you're meant to um, face this obstacle hmm. and then you're like, no, I don't want to face it. I don't want to face it. And no matter where you turn, no matter how much you avoid it, 10 years down the road, it will still come back because mm. that is your destiny. That is your fate to to deal with it. So people think of fate as more of like, a, oh, I find money on the floor. This is my 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 fate. Mm. Oh, I got this lucky thing that happened. But the bad thing can also happen to you, right? Like say, like when we think about like mm. all, all the, 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 the bad things that have happened. Let's not call it bad things. The, the challenges that have happened in our lives we look back on it it's cannot avoid one how mm. to avoid it, it it's it would have it was meant for us already you know yeah. so then have to deal with it all have to have to face it already all. yeah and then look back on it we, we become stronger we become more in tune with ourselves mm. you know because through that through that suffering through that turmoil we we lose ourselves but to find ourselves right so if you are really interested in this type of conversation or this kind of even this kind of thoughts, <sighs> we cover a lot of that in that course mm. also. Yeah, so, I, mean, I, I, mean, I feel like I really yeah, want to take it. Eh? Yeah, because it's all about like life purpose, soul purpose, life lessons, that kind of stuff. So I guess I'm able to detach myself more from like challenges that happen to me a lot better now after having gone through that course. Yeah. You're able to see, you have new eyes. Yeah, because you kind of, you have a new perspective, yeah. So, you don't feel like things happen to you anymore. It's happening for you. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's all for a purpose. Yeah. And, yeah, so that's what we learn as well. You just imagine like, you should you should totally read this book. I, I recommended it to you and you didn't read it. Yeah, my, mine. Many lives, many masters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I still have it. Right. You sent it to me. I, I, I don't like to read audio uh, I, audio product, um <laughs> like on the on my phone, but right. I need to I need to I need to look for my physical copy. I think I have it a physical copy. Like somewhere, somewhere. Maybe. I might have like many it has passed on to many yeah. hands. Yeah. So it kind of talks about this in between in between lives hmm. that state in between lives where you are this um where you're in your soul state what does that mean like what does before, it mean to be before, in a soul state what is a soul soul state so 
Uh, that that book it's a real life. It's written by a, a psychologist, lah. Brian Weiser. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's about his encounter with his patient who, like through his treatments, she kind of entered a a trance state, a hypnotherapy state, and then she's she, start to reflect on like past lives and. And there was also a stage where they were in between lifetime, lifetimes. So before you are born, after you die, after you die, before you the, are born. The, the limbo lah. Yeah. So it's you like your you, higher right? state. Yeah. But as a more wise right. state where you know of everything that have happened in all your lifetimes and and you're kind of like setting up for your next life also. Like you're deciding... Like your soulmates, the people wow. that you're gonna meet, the lessons that you are going to go through in this next life, like if you even if you don't believe it, but what if you considered that we all chose the challenges that we enter this life? Right. Like, like what if it's decided by you actually? Yeah. Not by some other people that's trying to be unfair to you. So, it kind of brings you into a different perspective, mm. and you kind of walk with a bit more purpose and you tend to look at your situations with a bit more purpose as well like you look at it a bit more objectively mm. you can be emotional yes but um, still you will know like way, why yeah. why am I going through this it's because of whatever 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 so yeah so after going through this course I also realized like there were some like childhood memories that, that pop up as well then right. It, it brings me back, it connects me to my current day issues. Like, oh, maybe this is why I feel this way now when a similar pattern or similar situation happened, I react this way. Yeah. Because maybe when I was a child, something similar happened and there were certain reactions by the people around me that caused me to feel that way. So like maybe you have an unexplainable fear or something. And yeah. So it kind of puts you in a different perspective, or like it's really about self awareness, self development, and it's all very interesting for me. And yeah, I guess this whole thing started with yoga, right? Because it kind of planted that seed of mindfulness, like to slow down and to like be in that moment. If there was no yoga, then maybe I wouldn't be able to like discover all of this. Now I would still be in my like cycle of going through whatever I, I was actually my friend did comment that after I started yoga like my personality kind of changed you know? I'm a Scorpio Ooh, I was very Scorpio tell. I was yeah. very Scorpio before yeah. everything before yoga before 2012 I was very Scorpio I was very short tempered also yeah so <laughs> Yeah, it's a big change. My friend noticed it right away at that point in time. Like, hey, your temperament changed. <sighs> I can't imagine you being yeah. <laughs> like snappy or... Yeah, I mean, I still have my moments. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. It's very I mean, that's still you, yeah. right? Yeah. According to the stars, that's that's like the trait <laughs> that you have. Yeah. <sighs> um, okay... Yeah, I was looking at I was looking at the website. Um, Desiree, to to too close, too close, living my highest purpose, guiding you to uncover yours. 
online school blah 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 blah, blah, blah. yeah I'll, I'll 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 check it out are you still are you close with her just like your uh, text yeah we're still in contact yeah let her know I guess when this is out then you can sh- share it to her and see if she's interested to have a chat with me yeah mm. um let's talk about Little Teddy Studios <laughs> which is a um illustration um side hustle thing that you've created yeah. during COVID which is unexpected and I, I sort of saw it develop into something that is a little bit more you mm. know it's 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 like more tangible now mm. so so it, it started so it's a little drawing project thing that you started mm. when when COVID happened and then everything was shut down there was nothing to do yeah. I guess it started as a way for you to just keep yourself entertained and to yeah. channel your creative outlet I guess so yeah I got an iPad but uh, I got an iPad before COVID happened and I was just like randomly drawing stuff in the studio and then Nico our front desk mm. Nico Nikoko. always looking we were always on the same shift last time shout out to Bitten best <laughs> cupcakes yeah, so she's like, "Hey, anniversary coming up. Can you like, can I commission you to draw?" Oh, so that was yeah. I. I seen that picture. Yeah. That was your first thing, man. Wow. Yeah, that was my first ever commission. Uh. So she was, "Can you draw like me and my boyfriend and then, uh, Evie and the things that we yeah. like?" I'm like, wow. "Okay, somebody wants to pay me for my drawing." <laughs> yeah, so I took it on very excitedly. Yeah. Yeah, so so, I did my draft and then I sent to her and then I guess Mayan saw it and then Mayan was like, I also won. Yeah, then I saw it. I also won. Yeah. Like you drew the the, uh, the your podcast one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started out with a lot of uh portrait drawings, portrait drawings, and then COVID happened and then I did more portrait drawings, and I guess somewhere in the along the way I. Uh, I draw this little girl whom now Mian calls Hikari Chan. <laughs> she 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 named it la. She named her Hikari Chan because she said that the drawings of Hikari Chan always um there's a lot of light in those drawings. Mm. Like, like like physical sun sun rays kind of light and also like it uh, there's kind of a healing vibe to, to yeah. it. So so that's why presence of that little girl you know and the yeah and the what I draw her in like they are kind of like pictorial versions of what I want to say like Mm. her floating in the middle of the water something that I feel like what separates your your drawings from I mean like because I know you and Mm. I know that this is drawn by you that I can see that this is you somehow like this is your thing you <laughs> oh. know it's not so much just a pretty picture of of you know people or whatever it's it's also mm. part of you in there which is the a good signature of of mm. a of an artist you know to be able to oh that's a that's done by angeline you know wow like oh. a style yeah it? like a style like a style i don't know how it developed that way but yeah I'm kind of glad it did because yeah. it's like an outlet. Yeah, like, sure. not just... 
I'm 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 good with words if I have the chance to write them down like in text form. I'm not as eloquent like verbally. So pictorial form was just something that was really developed like last year during COVID. Cause I guess I just had a lot of time to practice it, mm. and yeah, I'm I'm kind of happy when people say that they can, like like they can recognize the thoughts that go behind that drawing, mm. like the vibe that is trying to convey. So yeah, it's just something that's very happy for me. And from that little side project that. That became a, a another opportunity. Yeah. So Nicole said to me one day, like, you should just like give it a brand name, like a brand name. You don't just like draw stuff. Yeah. Like Angeline draws stuff. Yeah. You should just give it a brand name so that there's more ownership, and then you feel like like it's something that belongs to you. Right. And yeah, she's right. Oh, I did feel that way after after I named it. It's named after my son, lah. Yeah. Little Teddy Studio. Yeah, cause he he, uh, I'm not a very maternal instinct kind of person. Like I I, I'm not the kind of person that used to like look at small kids and like oh I wanna play with you. Like my sister had kids before me, and then, uh, I'm not the kind of aunt who will like yeah let me let auntie carry you huh? and play with you that kind of aunt. So when I had my own kid, when I was pregnant, I even ask people around me like hey what if this magic doesn't happen people always say like when your kid is born you will like instinctively right. love it to beats and like what if it doesn't happen or like what if my what if I don't find my kid cute yeah. <laughs> like, I mean it's a, it's a legit like what if I just don't res- like you know yeah like what yeah. if it doesn't happen what if it doesn't what if kick I in pop it out and like oh Oops. shit meow meow oh, the thing no it just okay. yeah it just fell yeah, what yeah. if it doesn't happen? So there's still a lot of those doubts when, like, after Teddy is born, there's a lot of struggles, lah, as with any any person with newborn. Right. So there's always a learning curve. At some points, I don't know if it's taboo to say, but at some point, sometimes I still feel like, uh, this is so difficult. Like, why did I choose to become a mother? Mm. Like, like. I mean, it is difficult. Like, I always ponder, like, what if I don't have a kid? Like, what would my life be like? And then, at some point, it occurred to me that actually, after he's born, and and despite me feeling that he he kind of delayed my teaching journey because I didn't want to have a kid, I want to teach and stuff like that. Despite all of that, he was actually, like, the, the, the point, he was the reason why I made a decision eventually cause even like bad colleagues aside or bad ex-colleagues aside uh, there wasn't a very big strong push to to go out from the company and go do yoga but when he was born I kind of felt like I kind of started thinking like what kind of life do I want him to live Mm. and like I just wish that he has the courage to pursue the things that he likes or then when I was thinking and reflecting on all of that, then I just come to realize how can I, how can I teach him to do that if I don't do it myself? So he's kind of like that that courage lo, that that kind of pushed me to towards what I want to really do with my life. Like even though it's very scary, like being different from others in my then circle lah, it's scary ah. Like 
going into TT as well, like you meet people who openly give you hugs. Yeah. I never experienced <laughs> that, okay? <laughs> In an office, no one hugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everywhere else, no one gives hugs so freely like like in this in this yoga or in this energy world, I don't know, like, yeah, like the people that I've met since then, like, they're also open. And it made me realize this is what it should be like. Like, you don't need to be guarded. Like, you don't need to think about what everyone says and try to see if they have some ulterior motive or agenda. And it made me realize that what I was going through is not normal. Like, I have some issue that I need to address, like, at the old workplace or what. Mm. Yeah. So, it's kind of, like, my prompt to move, la, to take an action. To take action, yeah. Yeah, to take action. So, yeah. And here you are today, living your best life. Yeah, I do feel that way. Like, everything's been going very smoothly yeah. and, yeah. Mm. If you ask me one year ago, would it become like that? I don't think so, eh. That's true. Or even you wouldn't. Or even when my husband was sick, would things pan out this way? Yeah. I also wouldn't think so. You, at that moment, I mean, like you would have never guessed. Is my husband gonna be okay? Is my job gonna be okay? Yeah. What's COVID gonna do? Is why I'm gonna shut down? You know, what's all these things are gonna be running through your mind? What? Mm. Are we all gonna die? Right? Because <laughs> it, it was it was gonna be a full blown like zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Things are getting better now. Things are just adjust, just adjusting. People adapt, mm. and then through that, you know, bad thing that happened. Also, some good come came. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I think I, the older I get and the more I experience, so I start to really look at all the bad things that happen and and think back on what lessons it's trying to teach me mm. and whether I'm open enough to learn from that lesson and, and there are a lot of times where I just keep refusing to learn the lesson I don't want mm. like this bad thing happened to me well you know fuck uh, I hate that you know oh it's his fault it's that person's fault it's it's something else it's external mm. I, I deny it I keep denying it I don't want to face it and then it keeps and it's your destiny What it's your karma it keeps coming back it keeps coming back you keep pushing it away it keeps coming back and things start to find it's to, to synchronize it starts to repeat right and you see it why is this always happening why does this specific thing a specific theme keep happening it's because you're you're, you're not learning the lesson mm. and then you know with more yoga comes more awareness more reflection more like your true self showing up a little bit more on the mm. mat every day and then and then you start to 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 like see you start to see the truth in the world in your in your life mm. and then it's up to you so can you can you can you like go of that false identity to find your true self yeah. can you can you can you um can you be reborn can you die and can you be reborn again to the new you the true you mm. through suffering Like one of the things the that my YTT teacher mentioned stuck quite quite a bit for me during that time because uh, it was about Satya. Mm. Yeah, we learn about all the philosophy and stuff, but this one was the one that stood out me to me the most at that time when I was taking my TT, and 
yeah, it kind of made me reflect on the things that were going on in the office. Cause Satya, he mentioned it's not just Satya means like honesty, but not just like through the words you say, but also through the things that you don't say or don't do. Like like, it's not just on a on a that 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 skill that we know honesty of. Like I don't lie to you, but but. Are you hiding anything, or are you leading people on to think, um, to think a certain way that is not the truth? Right. So, yeah, he. I kind of forgot why I brought this up. Maybe it's just to yeah become your truer self. I mean, sometimes right. it it the that could be applied to yourself. So like you're not willing, you're lying to yourself about who you are. Mm, you know, yeah. then you 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 deny your truth, which is again a mm. denial of satya, mm. which is you know is not what yeah. as yogis you gotta uh, mm. slowly slowly learning, slowly uncovering, peeling back the layers and observing and having to deal with it one by one. Mm. It's been one and a. One hour forty minutes. <laughs> Have any final words you want to wrap it up? Mm. Someone's having fun at playground downstairs. <laughs> uh, um, how can people reach you? Uh, I'm on Instagram. If you want to look at the more yoga centric things, it will be Angeline XHL. If you want to look at my art, it's Lil Teddy Studio, L-I-L, Teddy Studio. Yeah. Do you have a website for the... Yeah, it's the same. So, www.liltaddystudio. Okay. And yeah. If people want to um, seek you out for yoga, it's at YM. If they want to learn more about um, intuition reading, they can come to you <laughs> as well, maybe? Yes. Um, well... Thanks for chatting with me. Thanks for inviting me into your home. I'm looking at all the pictures of your family. It's such a nice space to be here. <laughs> the meow meows are in the other room. They're too shy. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's it. Thanks for hearing me out. Thank you for t- for this. <laughs> so that's the end of the podcast. Um, thank you for listening as always. Uh, hearing her story now and looking back to to where she was to seeing where she was at that at that time to to where she is now I just feel very proud I feel very like you know I've seen her grown because we both did the mocks together at the start when we both when we both started out teaching and she's grown to such a a, a strong and and an influential teacher now and I really like her classes. I know people I know a lot of people who enjoy her classes as well. They will tell me about it, you know. And so yeah, Angeline, uh, I'm I'm glad that you came on and people got to hear a little bit more about your story. And if you like your if if you like her work, do check it out. Little Teddy Studios named after her son. The links again in this description below. You can follow her on Instagram and all that. She also happens to have done a podcast practice back during lockdown. So I'll link that in the description below as well. You can just go check it out. It's free. 
listen to it. You can practice it on your own. You can donate to her. The link in that, the link to her PayPal is in that, uh, what do you call that? Uh, that episode. And if you want to donate to mine again, my link will be coffee.com slash mostly yoga. Uh, if you like what you hear, as always, share this with your friends, repost it on IG, tag me, I'll repost it as well. You can support the channel and let me know if you have any questions or, or feel free to chat if you see me at the studio. Say hi, I'll say hi back. And that's it. I think we're good. Snappy. Ugh. Okay, more episodes coming soon as always. Uh, my knee is getting better. I'm able to walk a little bit more. I'm back to teaching. It's just a little bit stiff, so I'm going to need to work on my flexibility, my bending, my flexion. But maybe in a couple of months, maybe hoping one more month, I'll be able to get back onto the mat. Some personal updates for you there. Okay, that's all. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Have a great week. Okay, bye.